ますいっぱい。あさりみたいなラーメンぐらい。Great. あ、どうにした And on that note, welcome to the super fun, awesome, happy time pedal show podcast. My name is Gabor. Hey, welcome on. I'm Alex and. And? What? I don't know, you said and. Yeah, <laughs> then he's interrupted. Yeah, hope you're well. We、um, haven't done a podcast in a while. Yeah.、Um, it's because of your incarceration. You're on day release now, which is nice. <laughs> so. Electronically tagged for a、yeah. moment. But... Got your ankle bracelet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just been. Just, I don't know.、Well, there's nothing to be ashamed of. You're so、well. busy lately. You don't have to be ashamed of it. <laughs> I'm not actually electronically tagged <laughs> and inca- or incarcerated.、Um, not anymore. Not anymore, no. Day release. Once it's a broke out. <laughs> yeah. You won't get me alive, coppers. <laughs> <laughs> no.、Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, it's been really busy. I don't know. I've been really busy. And then I was、mm. sick for a little while now as well. Yeah.、Mm. Yeah. So,、uh, just haven't had a chance to do the podcast, but、uh, we're doing one now. So,、we'll、try to, yeah. Hello so, to everyone、so、out there in podcast world.、Um, uh, we always say that, well, I always said it in the start, and not many people do it, but、uh, I'll say it again.、Uh, whatever it is you're looking at while you're listening to this, send us a photo.、Um, guys like Matt, Matt Wakeling, my friend Matt.、Mm. Hi, Matt. And Matt and Rob, really. Hello, Rob. He sent、um, pictures as well. And I'm going to do a shameless plug. Oh, yes, I will. For a different podcast, the Guitar Speak podcast,、uh, where Rob and myself are joining、uh, the awesome Matt Wakeling.、Um, I, and I'm saying this in the most non odd, weird kind of thing. I know how you're going to take it, but <laughs> Matt, Matt's got the most soothing voice. Oh, yeah, I see how I could take it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you could take it in a funny way. I don't mean in a funny way, just his voice,、mm. super soothing voice. I like his voice. So does the motorbike guy next door as well. That's the opposite of soothing. No, that's a man with a midlife crisis.、Um, <laughs> yeah, so、uh, I, myself and Rob Rhodes, we've joined Matt Wakeling、uh, at the Guitar Speak podcast for a weekly iconic albums、mm. chatty chatty. And、um, yeah, check that out. So,、uh, no doubt I'll hear more about it. No doubt you will, yes.、Hey. Well, yeah, no doubt was the last one. Yeah. <laughs> and actually,、uh, I'm going to do a sneak peek. What、here. is the name of that album?、A、Tragic Kingdom. Great album, man. Yeah, a good band, hey. I hadn't listened to it in, I reckon, at least probably close to 20 years. Yeah, right.、Um, and I, I have it on CD somewhere. I have there's a whole, it's, I have a whole bunch of CDs in a big cabinet yeah in my house. And then I have a whole、Never、bunch of、out. other CDs in a bunch of boxes, right, that are sort of by stars and stuff.、Yeah. And I know I have that CD, but I can't find it anywhere. And it's annoying. There's so many CDs. Like, for what, I don't know why, but the other day I really wanted to listen to White Zombie. Right. Because I quite like White Zombie. And、um, there was another,、um, what's his name?、Um, the main guide of White Zombie.、Um, zombie.、Um, Mr. Zombie. Mr. Zombie.、Um, Captain Z. Captain Zombie. <laughs> Captain Zombie. <laughs> Captain Z.、Um, no, he has, had a solo album out too.、Um, Rob Zombie, that's his name. With a Dragua on it, like a Jaguar, but Dragua. It's a cool, like, anyway, I, I was kind of thinking of that song、mm. and、uh, I really wanted to listen to it. And that more human than human. <laughs> you know that song? That was quite big.、So. That was a big、yeah. White Zombie song. I never heard any albums, but I kind of heard.、Uh, that, is, I think it's Astro Creep 2000. Is that, I think that's what the album is called. I have it, but I can't find it anywhere.、It's, I have a bunch of CDs that are somewhere where I can't find them.、Yeah. And that's amongst them. But yeah, that's a killer album. So many different. That's Tragic Kingdom.、Mm. So many、um, different sounds on it. And, and anyway, listen to the podcast if you want to find out more about it. And I'm going to give a sneak peek, because it'll probably be out before this、yeah. comes out. The next one I chose is St. Vincent album. Yeah, cool. Which is really cool too. I've done a similar thing recently where I found an old hard drive with like a whole iTunes library from a, like an old laptop that I've reformatted or from something. From the 19 diggities. Yeah. Yeah. And、um, I was like, oh yeah, that album and that album. I remember this song. And yeah, it's, it's fun to find old stuff, especially because it often reminds you of a place and time. Yeah. Like,、oh, I remember that when I moved to that city or I you know, was dating that girl or whatever it is. Oh, I really don't want to remember it. Because actually, <laughs> there was a girl, it was funny saying that there is, I don't know what it is, but a, an ex, she was an absolute nutter, an ex girlfriend of mine, like absolute、oh. nutter. But every time I you walk around a shopping center or something and I, I guess someone has the same 
perfume or whatever on as her. Right. I kind of almost get a cold chill. <laughs> I went walk past and it just takes you right back to the, the yeah. scent. Yeah, S- smells do that, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. that's yeah. 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 And the song. Oh, what was it? The Mavises. Do you remember the Mavises Australian band? Yes. What were their songs? The I think brother sister. Just trying to remember the singles. I think one was called Cry. I remember the name. Um, they were not a bad band, actually. Yeah. Um, but she had she did this thing. Same thing a friend of mine did in high school, Daniel, Daniel Brown. If you're listening, Daniel, over in Scotland. Hey, man. Daniel completely wrecked the Smashing, Smashing Pumpkins for me. Because back in the days, he had a, a, a Walkman, cassette Walkman, because yeah. this is in school, like in the 90s. Yeah. Um, and he had um, the song Cherub Rock on one side, just uh, like <laughs> like just... 40 times in a row yeah, right. uh, or whatever 30 times however many you fit on one side and that, that's all he would listen to and every time you hear it it'd be like that da 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 that cherub rock thing yeah. and he completely wrecked it for me and she that girl who I rena- may rename na- remain nameless was, uh, it, was her name Renee? no it wasn't Renee um, <laughs> she made Renee she names. made a tape and she had that one song, I think it was Cry, I think it was called, by the Mavises. Right. On this repeat. And the other one was that U2 song off the Pop Mart album. Oh, what was it called? Um, something s- Staring at the Sun. Not the only one staring at the sun. Oh, sure. I'm pretty sure that's the song. And she had them too. And so every time I hear those songs as well, it's just a cold shiver because she was a nutter. <laughs> but that's a different story. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it was staring at the sun. Um, what were we talking about? Yeah, go and listen to the podcast <laughs> at um, the Guitar Speak podcast and hey, Matt and Rob and everyone else, whatever it is you're looking at uh, while you're listening to this, take a photo of it and send it to us. Mm. Um, yeah. Either on uh, Instagram or on um, Facebook or email. All the links should be everywhere below. So just, you know, super fun, awesome, happy time at gmail.com. Uh, just so we get to know the people that listen to this. Because um, there are some people that listen to this. Mm. I mean, it's not a humongous amount. Definitely double digits. There's definitely at least seven or eight people. Uh, double digits. <laughs> not quite double digits. <coughs> so let us know. And Rob often sends us a photo of a uh, yeah. beautiful beach-looking area with a coffee. Definitely. And um, Matt has been doing some strange things, either shopping or housework. There was one. Are they rem- strange? Are they? No, but remember, like there was one photo of him in a mirror with uh, in a bathroom oh, with, yeah, a, right. with a, like a sponge and stuff, saying just cleaning the bathroom while listening yeah. to you. So uh, hi to you guys and to everyone else. Uh, I haven't prepared anything. If if you guys have sent something before, send something again, mm. so we know, uh, and then we'll try and mention it if you remember. So Alex, it's been a while. There's a dog that just chased its tail. Hey Daisy. Um, Alex, what's new yeah. with you um, since the last podcast? Which was about a month and a bit ago now. Yeah, crazy. Huh? Um, probably a bit. Oh, that's dragging a bum on the ground. She's got an itchy bum. And um, now chasing the bum again. <laughs> She's entertaining. Oh. Um, I feel like there's probably definitely gear things happening. Well, I'm looking at something right now that's new, yes. which we'll be talking about in a second anyway. Yeah. So um, other than that. Other than that, some life stuff, sort of a bunch of family things going on, which I won't go into, but... Sort of You're finally getting the sex change done. <laughs> no, not yet. And uh, just kind of going through that stuff. And I don't know. Gigs are kind of getting back on board at the moment. So if you don't know, the current situation with COVID stuff in Australia, the, que- the Queensland, the state we're in, is currently pretty much open. And um, like the door. Oh, the dog's got out. Hang on. Daisy, go. Dog issues. Yep. Technical dog issues. Technical dog issues. So, um, it's kind of, at the moment, the state we're in is pretty much open and there's, I, I don't think there might be one case that's in quarantine at the moment. We so, had, yeah, like our, our Queensland, the state we live in, today, has so. pretty much locked itself up. Yeah. From everything else, which I think is a good thing. I think they've done, they've handled yeah. it really well. Yeah. And we have pretty much had hardly any lockdowns, any restrictions, really. Couple of little, like, couple of little ones, week, week, week here, things. week there, yeah. but nothing really major. I mean, I've been gigging for over a year, back to normal. Yeah. So, just about normal. I lost a, a handful. Mm. Of gigs. 
and um, but the rest of the East Coast states are pretty much like pretty bad at the moment with lots of cases and full lockdowns. Full lockdowns, <coughs> hundreds yeah. each day. New cases, as New South Wales, like thousands each day. What well, Matt? Matt lives in one of the the shires. That's like a full on. Yeah. You know what do you call it? L G T or something like that. Is that a sandwich? No, like the shires that are the the affected shires that are complete, like full restrictions. Right. Okay. But he's been doing this thing um, to entertain himself. He's been going for bike rides, seeing how long he can ride hands-free. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to break records, hand-free riding records. What are you, nine? <laughs> so that's... Um, it's been good because we've been <coughs> able to do some gigs and stuff. Yeah. Oh, no, it's just that one of the... You just need a couple of people who sneak across. There's always douchey people that do that sort of stuff. And try and get around the restrictions and then you've actually locked down like millions of people <laughs> yeah so it's um yeah at the moment it's okay yeah some shows coming back on doing some PA jobs and some sound and lighting stuff because yeah for people who don't know Alex Alex's day job really is less and less musician it's more and more yeah. PA guy yeah like production I'm playing less and less gigs and more and more sound and lighting uh, which is what it is it's yeah some making money out of in- industry pays the bills as it is yeah so I've um, kind of been sort of getting through bits of new gear and front, like um, working out how I want to set up my PAs and um, I sold a bunch of stuff and got a new console and sort of, sort of cutting the fat as far as gear goes. Yeah. Yeah. But then, um, and some guitar stuff too, like cleared out some pedals and um, I kind of in the that thing at the moment of I just want a few really choice pieces of gear okay like, like really lovely high end things because I don't know it's if you just keep getting mediocre stuff you're always going to want something better, bigger and better or lovelier and more resonant or all my stuff is lovely and awesome <laughs> <laughs> wasn't, wasn't yeah oh, yeah, good. Um, yeah so um, which kind of leads me to a new guitar amp purchase. Okay, well, let's start off talking about so, that. That's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's red. It is red. With kind of a golden kind of yellow kind of badge on it with black writing on it. Mm. It says Ch- Chandler. One, two, three, four, five, six knobs and three switches. Cool, cool, cool. And two inputs. Yeah. Chandler Limited. Yeah. It's um, a Chandler GAV19T. Chandler. Chandler. Uh, if you don't know, Chandler generally make studio gear like um, preamps, compressors, EQ things. Um, they've got it in the 500 series world, which is lovely stuff, and it's fairly high end. Like it's, I'm assuming it's all handmade because it's kind of in that world. Um, it's lovely, gorgeous gear. A lot of it's actually based off like um, Abbey Road circuits and like um, I'm not sure if the Altec stuff, but like Abbey Road kind of um, recording equipment, those kind of circuits. Okay. And um, Well, the website looks very much like recording kind of nerdy people. Yeah. But they did build this guitar amp. It's been out for like 10 years maybe. It's been out for a while. Did you know that Beyonce on the song Lemonade used the Curvebender EQ, the RS124 compressor, the Zena limiter, the TG1 limiter, the mini rack mixer, and that's all done by Tony Maserati. Mm. Do you know? No, but I do now. Okay, well, there you go. Thanks. I'm just looking. That's the artist things. Like, where's uh, can you hear it? Mm. Yeah, it's pre- been pretty renowned stuff in the studio world. But they built this guitar amp, and it's cool because it kind of borrows some of those ideas from like recording equipment. Uh, especially when it comes to EQ, because it's a um, Baxendall EQ. So it's, okay. I, th- I think it's shelving, but it's like um, just a treble and a bass control, but they're super smooth and really broad bands. So you can, like we did a, a video today with it, and yeah. you, you can turn both to max, and it just gets bigger and more open. Yeah. It doesn't go crazy boomy or ice picky <laughs> it's an interesting sounding amp it definitely mm. sounds different it has its own kind of sound <clears throat> and they call it a British style thing so it's some it's not a clone it's not really 
pinching circuits from anywhere. It's Do you know what tubes are? No, actually. Oh. I did latch, uh, did look it up, but I've forgotten. 34s? You got 34s? Might be 34s. 84s? Might be 34s. 6 or 6s? 35s? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's kind of in the Marshall E Vox world. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, to me, it had that, that chimey. Um, Voxy. Chimey. Chime. That's the word I was that's trying right, to find. Yes. Um, shimmer. Shimmer, yeah. yeah. Chimey. Uh, I've got to write that on the bottom of the <laughs> video. Chimey. Um, Fox kind of sound to it. Yeah, it's an interesting sounding amp. It's it's mm. definitely different. Like it has its own kind of voice to it. I think the party piece is that boost circuit. So it has like five different five? Whatever it is. Different yeah. styles of boost and amount of boost. But the boost is into the power amp stage. Not, not the preamp. preamp. Yeah. Yeah, which is cool thing. So I think that helps with those that transience and um note definition. Obviously. Yeah, well to me it almost sounded like the kind of thick distortion, the overdrive sound came after the initial transient. Yeah. Like you hit the thing and then it sort of is almost a cleanish sound and then it goes into that. It's mm. like a, it's hard to explain, but. It kind of makes sense though. Yeah. It's not slowed down by saturation first. No. Like the transient, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it sounds good. It sounded really good. Yeah, it's cool. Um, it it reminded, I, th I think I said in a video mm. too, it reminded me of that sort of Stone Temple Pilot sound yeah. where it's quite a bit of gain but really, really um, uh, lots of definition so you can hear we weird chords mm. um, and you can hear all the notes in it. So, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing I wish it had was a um, an effects loop. Nah. Because it's nice using the gain off the amp but then your ambience are, are a bit... Well, but I mean, here especially using the two notes torpedo. Yeah, true. You can just run it after that. Effects. See, that's one of the things I've actually started doing. Um, I, I think I told you about it at home because I got a new amp too. Mm. That, I mean, I guess I could talk about it because it's out already. But yeah. The about. videos aren't meant to be out for a little while yet. But yeah, so Engel sent me the um, Iron Ball SE, the special edition. I actually asked him as soon as I so. Um, Two years ago, I went to 42 Gear Street. So 42 Gear Street 3, or Tree, as he called it. He had a yeah. picture of a tree. Mm -hmm. was just on. But so the very first one, two years ago, I, w I went there and I met um, Jürgen and Martin, the two, the CEO, Jürgen, which I found out later, which blew my mind, that this young, yeah. kind of really nice dude is actually the CEO of Engel. Yeah. And Martin, who's one of the head designer guys, um, also absolutely awesome dudes. And I met them there at Henning's Place at 42 Gear Street. And um, we were sort of talking a bit, and and to me, Engel was always the chugga chugga kind of style amps, mm. and we were kind of talking about that. And then they said, "No, oh, you know what? We'll show you an amp. You will really like it. Do you might do you want to do a video of it?" And I said, "Sure." So they set it all up for me in a, in Henning's basement. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll see if I can if I remember. I'll link to that video down below. Uh, and it was a screamer, yeah. which I still think that's a killer amp. That's a really 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 good sounding amp from really clean to chugga chugga and everything in between and then at that event also we were using um in one of the rooms we had the iron ball which was a red iron ball mm. which is the sort of small i think it's 15 watts maybe yeah. uh small small amp and we all kind of decided i think at one stage there was uh, we were all in there there was i was in there with rj ronquillo uh uh um mike uh, China Mike. Yep. Um, uh, 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 Ryan from Sixty Cycle Hum, and possibly Trey Gigot's Trey. We were all sitting in there because the, there was what they called a post office, one of the rooms there, mm. and it had all these amps in there, and no one used that room. Or very, very few people used that room, and then Henning got up, got up us that no one used that room, and then everyone used that room. <laughs> but it had like one of his MP switches in there, and it had this massive. Hughes and Kettner triamp in it, uh, yeah. and a couple of other Hughes and Kettner amps, and then it had the Steve Stevens Friedman and a BE one hundred and a small box Friedman, yeah, uh, and then a, it had the Rev D twenty and it had the little um, Iron Ball, and I remember we were all kind of playing around with the different amps and plugging seven string Mayonnaise guitars in it and stuff like that, and um, but all of us kind of an Iron Ball came up which is the smallest amp in the room basically we all kind of oh that's a good sounding amp actually like unexpectedly good sounding amp 
Um, anyway, then fast forward. That wasn't that year. So that was when that was two years ago, yep. um, 2019, mm. uh, September. Fast forward to uh, NAM 2020, the next NAM, the one you went to. Mm. Um, they announced, Engel announced the Iron Ball SE, uh, SE, the special edition one. And as soon as I saw that, I messaged Jürgen, the, the Engel CEO, and I said, oh, th- I think this is an amp I would like. You know, is there any way you can send me one? And he goes, oh, it's still, that was a prototype. We're still working on it and blah, 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 blah. It'll probably be about another year or so till it comes out. <clears throat> and I said, cool, I'll wait. And then um, I think, because of COVID, everything took longer than expected. Yeah. So it didn't come out till this year. Yeah, manufacturing's weird, eh? Yeah. yeah. But I, I remember it was, I think, early this year, like January, February, something like that. Mm. He messaged me and he said, oh, we're starting to get into that. Do you still want one of them? And I said, oh, yes, please. Yes, please. Because so the, the, the Iron Ball was basically a small amp that had an... Um, you could completely turn, like it has an attenuator on the back or like a power soak thing on the back where you can turn it off completely yep. to just run into um, like cab sims and stuff like that. Um, and it had reverb on it and it was sort of just all small, kind of all-in-one kind of amp. The SE, the special edition now, mm. it has reverb and delay on it. It has its own IR loader in it where you can put your own IRs on it as well. Yeah, it's cool. Um, and it has two channels, clean and dirty, with two different master volumes, like most angles have two different master volumes, and each channel has a boost side of it as well. So it's almost like a four-channel amp with two master volumes. Now, the cool thing about it is that it's all on these little switches, but mm. you can you can store, uh, it remembers the settings. Yeah. So if you, for example, use a MIDI foot switch, you can store a preset that's like a clean sound with reverb, and then the, ne- the next one, with a 2x12IR, let's say. Yeah. Then the next one is a dirty sound with the boost and delay with a four by two, with a different IR. It remembers all that. So you, yeah. can, you can, the IRs, the reverb, the, um, the delay, the boost, the channel switching, the which volume, like the master volume, an effects loop, and um, um, noise gate. Mm. That's all programmable and it remembers everything. And it's really cool. It's super versatile. Because the thing with the two volumes is, because it's a, a channel one, to get it clean, you've got to have the gain way down, okay. which means you have to really boost the volume. But then if you switch to another cha- to a dirty channel, the volume is really up. So what, and actually the same thing, I did the same thing with my Powerball. You set volume two to really high and then vo- the volume two master volume two is set to the clean channel so you can have the gain really down but you have the master volume really up but then as soon as you go to channel two it goes to the master volume one so you don't have to it doesn't goes loud you know what i mean yeah so that way it works really well so you can get an amp that doesn't necessarily go as clean Mm. unless you really crank crank the master yeah you can go get it to go clean because you have two master volumes yeah, yeah, cool. Um, it works really well, and it's super clean to chugga chugga. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool little amp. So there'll be videos coming out with it soon. I've had it now for a couple of weeks, uh, and I think there's an unboxing first impressions video coming out soon. Yep. And then we're going to do a full video, I think, next week. We're going to film it, and that's coming out mm. early October. But it's a killer amp. Yeah, I really cool. like it. So keen viewers, uh, if you've been watching uh, videos from my place, you would have spotted it in the background. I haven't been talking about it, but it's behind me. You can see it. So little, little Easter eggs. First, first, um, yeah. you know first now, listening to this podcast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we both got new amps, which is cool. Mm, yeah, it's fun. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. So the other thing we should talk about. Yeah. We're actually in a different room now, Alex, aren't we? Oh, yeah. So you moved studio rooms. I did. I think it was only one person, maybe, Robert, yeah. maybe, yeah. that actually mentioned it or said anything about it in, in the videos. Yeah. Um, so we've moved rooms, but we literally just gone next door to where we were before. Yeah. So why so, did you why did you want to move? Well, because... So my studio is underneath the house, and the house is... Our block is quite steep. Oh, yeah. That's an understatement, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good for you. I'm always hoping my brakes... 
work. Good so my car is still where it is. Good for your calves, mate. My calves. Oh, yeah, the calves yeah. going up and down there. Um, so the front of the house is super tall, and but it means underneath the house is a lot of headroom. Yeah. And like this room's now like almost four metres or something. Yeah, something it's tall. It. So <laughs> uh, how the, the spaces end up being, because I had to work into the limitations of the foundations of the house and yeah, yeah. and what was already here. Because you're Block surrounded by concrete, basically, aren't you? A little bit, yeah. yeah. And there's, like, earth behind that retaining wall up to, like, head height or something. Yeah. And um, so there's a... Sm- the footprint's not that much bigger between the two rooms. No. But the height... Ceiling height. ...is another, like... Not quite double, but... Like, me- metre and a half taller. Yeah. Maybe... At least... More. Yeah, medium half tall. Yeah. And um, so the control room was in the smaller space. Yeah. And then I had the live room, <laughs> it's a bigger one. And I just found that over a few years of using the studio, that in a session, you everyone's in the control room. And then maybe like a third of the day, you might be tracking people in here. In the other room, yeah. In the bigger room recording. And then... It just seemed like a bit of a waste of space to have the big lovely room where everyone's in be the oh sorry, the the room that everyone's in is the smaller room. Small more cramped limited yeah, more, yeah. volume sort of room. So, um and I was thinking about it for probably a year or so, about sw- sw- switching rooms around just the roles of put the control room in the bigger space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have the other one a bit more like a booth rather than a full live room. Yeah. So yeah, that's what we did. And um yeah, really happy already. There's a few things that I didn't think about it, which are like positives. Okay. Um, I've only done a couple little vocal sessions so far. Yeah. I haven't done much studio work lately. But I found that we had someone tracking in the like smaller room and that with the two spaces, the bigger room, which is now the control room, does have the outside door Yeah. in it. Yeah. So that's how you get in and out of this space. So when someone's recording their friend could come and go and and not interrupt the session. Yeah. And the dog came down and checked out what was going on and walked back upstairs and didn't interrupt the recording. Whereas before it would have... Yeah, know. would have gone through the actual tracking space. So that's kind of nice. And um, I think this is a better sounding room. Is this slowly sinking? I think it is slowly sinking. Uh, is it? <laughs> I think it is. It doesn't matter. It'll do. Microphone stands drooping. Yeah, uh, saggy. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of worked out well. I've done a couple little mixes in this room now, and because of how I've got the acoustic treatment, it sounds a bit tighter and a bit more open. So I think things are translating a bit better. Okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I still haven't quite finished all the cabling stuff, most of it's up and running though. Yeah. Are you still going to do the? Still going to have a real speaker attached as well? Or? Yeah, I'd like to. So what you just need to run? Because that's going through the wall into there now. The speaker cable, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it, obviously, you can't see where I'm pointing. No. But um, I've got a nicer cab with a greenback in it, and that's under the stairs. But the when I built the studio, I ran this the speaker cable through the wall, and it's sort of embedded in the in the wall. Yeah. So I've run another speaker cable to get to that speaker cab. <coughs> but, uh, yeah, we've got the two notes for the time being. Yeah, which sounds good anyway. So. Doing its thing. And, um, so yeah. so if, if, you've, if you've watched our videos before, basically there was always a door behind Al- where Alex sits in the videos. You yeah. can sort of see a door just behind him. So now, basically, where we're filming now with the sort of green walls, that's that room, the room that used to be behind Alex. Yeah. We're sitting in that room now. Looking at that door, kind of. Yeah. So now we're looking into. I'm sitting where I'm sitting right now. I'm looking into the room that used to be the control room where we used to sit. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and um, yeah, what do you think? Is it? Yeah, it's good. It's it's it it's definitely a bit different. It feels yeah. a bit. It has a different feel to it. Yeah. Because it's a bigger room, and instead of you know when we used to film videos, we used to look at a at a door with a curtain. Yes. With a camera in it. It was a bit uneventful to look at well now we're looking i'm looking at stairs and a messy room under the stairs the gimp room that used to be the gimp room but that's not you don't do it using that anymore as a speaker room no the gimp went away the gimp went away yeah gimp fell asleep <laughs> well, 
Sure. Better wake him up. Um, yeah, so it's, I mean, it's a different different vibe, and we're still kind of working out, or I'm still kind of working out things like camera placements and mm. still getting comfortable with setting up in here. I think today actually was the first day it felt more comfortable setting yeah. up. So it was about, what, the third time we recorded in here, filmed in here, fourth time? Yeah, and we're still fine-tuning the lighting because it's like a lot taller. A <clears throat> lot bigger room, yeah. So lighting, camera placement. Yeah. We made this massive, or we, Alex made this massive contraption, which is like a big sort of boom mic thing. One of those. Oh, yeah. One of those mics that goes over like a drum kit with it's an a, overhead thing. It's like a studio mic stand, so they're big and heavy and yeah. put a big condenser mic on them and won't fall over. So that's got like some um, triad orbit clamps on it. Yeah, so it's got a screen on it. Yeah. So we can see ourselves and we can make things hopefully be in focus. Yeah. And then it's got a camera mounted on the stand bit. That's the camera facing at us. Yeah. And then the boom bit above it has the overhead camera. So we're still fine tuning all that stuff as well. But I think today was the first day. It was a bit. It went quite smoothly. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So fun. that was good. <laughs> yeah, just like being in the bigger space, kind of not claustrophobic in the smaller room, but it's just nicer in here. Just yeah. making sure we're still recording because I've had issues with SD cards dying yeah. halfway through things before. So, um, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. No, so it's, it's a bit different. So, yeah. So let us know maybe as well in the comments of the videos if you watch our videos. What are your thoughts on the new room and how different does it look? We, we've been talking about doing a, we want to do a, like a studio rundown at, at my place too. Yeah. But it's just finding a time to do it. Um, we'll, we'll get around to doing that at some stage. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what else is new? Did we get any new stuff? New stuff. Oh yeah, we got a bunch of new stuff yeah. actually. So, um, definitely not just stuff that we bought, like you bought the, you bought that Chandler amp that wasn't sent to us by Chandler. No. I didn't buy the Angle amp that was sent to me by Angle. Mm. Um, but we also got other stuff. We got um, a whole bunch of K-Line pedals. That's right. Yep. That's something we got. We did another one today, the Orange Burst. Mm. So, look, just thinking back. So, we did the Devilfish. Yep. We did that um, Easy uh, Driver. Yep. Um, we did the... Uh, another Distortion or something else. The, yeah, whatever that one was. <laughs> yeah. We did a couple of them. Um, like, stand any standout ones? Probably the Devilfish is. That's up a there. lovely delay, yeah. It's a chorus and delay, uh, all analog. Yeah. Yeah, does cool stuff. Um, well, you wanted you you kept the Easy Driver because you liked it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So it's got a graphic EQ on it. Uh, so it's a, yeah, um, um, distortion. Mesa boogie style. But it's like a weird cascading distortion thing. So it's one distortion cascading into yeah. another one. Dual gain. And it's almost like it's almost like with the old Marshall style amps, which I guess Mesa Boogie maybe did that as well. We have the brighter and the bassier input. Mm. Yep. And then you when you um jump them. Jump 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 a cable it, whatever you call it, then you can kind of almost make it you can blend the two. Mm. And it almost felt a bit like that with that. It's sort of you have a more trebly channel and you have a more bassy channel. Yeah. But by blending them together, you kind of get this quite, quite nice big sound. Yeah, especially for a very budget pedal. It's cool for Extremely feature. budget pedal, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? And then having a six-band EQ on it with another boost after it. Yeah. Because you've got the six-band EQ has a volume boost on it as well, so you can boost that on top of it. Um, yeah, any standouts for you? Oh, well, the Devilfish was really nice. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, the Orange Burst we did today into your Chandler amp sounded really good. That did sound cool. Um, yep. Chandler. So you've got to say Chandler. 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 Chandler, mate. Chandler. Because the <laughs> rain in Spain falls mainly on the plains, you know. Yeah, mate. Oh, my God, she's got it. I think she's got it. <laughs> Shows my age. Um, oh, yeah. So... Um, what else did we get? We got. Um, we did the uh, cool new kink pedal today. Kink pedal, yes. The the, the atomic spaghetti. atomic spaghetti. No, that was a cool pedal. Yes, yeah, cool. His. I dig that. His, and I've been actually talking to Mark about having him on the podcast, Mark yeah. from Kink, and we we need to do that. We just need to find a time to do it. Um. Uh, I really like his pedals. Yeah, this is it's. Hang on, I gotta do it again. It's very drippy. Hang on, this might make funny noises. Why don't you put this back here so it's less weighty? 
Because then it's further away from us, man. I mean, we afford. Ah, you have answers for everything, don't you? Yep. So if it sounds completely wrong now, people, if, if that sound is horrible it's and you good, complain, it's all, it's all Alex's fault. Yeah. Um, he makes good pedals. I honestly got to say, um, there are some re- there's some really, 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 really good quality stuff coming out of Australia at the moment. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Andrew's Mostronic stuff is all of it is mm. is is as good as it gets. Yeah. Um, the Kink stuff is absolutely awesome. Um, uh, who else has been sending us stuff? Oh, we've got a um, uh, Poly Effects Hector coming. Yeah. The uh, Eurorack version of the Bebo, which I mean that's killer. That's a killer product as well. Um, just got. Um, I just did an unboxing video of the Jaffa by Tone Cloud Effects, mm. which is a really nice fuzz. Then there's the Vetma, and you got to say it with the most German of all accents, Vetma. V. It's a W. A V. <laughs> not a W. Not Wetma. Vetma. Uh, uh, computer fuzz yeah. or fuzz computer, digital fuzz computer. I think that's what it's called, which is killer. Unboxing video should be out shortly on that one. Um, there's some really good stuff coming out of Australia. Yep. Um, Anarchy audio stuff. Always like that. Yep. John over in WA. Um, I'm a fan of a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Um, did I forget any good Australian brands? Um, yes. Does. Desert- oh, Desertronics. Desertronics, yeah. He's great too, yeah. yeah so yeah. there's there's a lot of good stuff coming out of Australia and a lot of innovative stuff, like the poly effect stuff. Yeah, true. Like that Vetmar. Doesn't sound very... I think he said he's an Australian guy but lived in Germany for a while. Okay. And he, for whatever reason, he liked the sound and he said, can you pronounce it like it has a V? Sure. And I said, oh, like in German. And he goes, yeah. And I said, well, I speak German. So uh, to me, it is Vetmar, not Wetmar. Crazy yeah. Anglos with your what? Wetmar sounds like... Wetmar. You might have to see your doctor about something. She could, Ma, she got to be wet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, it's not very It's like a wet nurse, but your mother, Wetmar. Wow. Um, not, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a visual image of yeah. it, isn't there? Um, so, yeah, uh, there's some really innovative stuff. And sort of kink, yeah, the, the, the um, atomic spaghetti... Yeah. So that's a tremolo on one side and a Zen drive style cir- drive circuit on the other side. Mm. Um, and it's, it sounded great. It worked really, really well. I think it sounded particularly good. Um, <laughs> With more think, syllables. Yeah. I think it sounded particularly good on the Jazzmaster and the um, baritone. Mm. Baritones are cool. Baritones are cool. Actually, that's another side thing. We both decided we need more baritones. More baritones. Yeah. Who doesn't? <laughs> True. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. I've been really getting into, um, I finally, and now again it doesn't work again intermittently. I've been having issues with, ages ago we got um, these Fishman pickups mm. and I've been using the Fluence Classic humbuckers in my, that Greco Les Paul for ages and we really need to get the, because we've both had the new pickups in our Strat style guitars for ages we filmed the first video like a year ago yeah uh, of the before and then we're going to do before and after and it's been too long um so, uh, but i had my old carbon ct6 which i used to use in a lot of videos it's that sort of prs looking mm. with a really quilted sort of top it <coughs> <coughs> my kids call it the tim tam guitar because it looks like a tim tam apparently because it's brown because it's brown yeah but um when i used to work at a music shop and when I used to work for Carve in Australia, mm. um, and it was up on the wall when the sun kind of hit it, it looked like a glass of Coca-Cola, like you know, like bubbly. Yeah, cool. Anyway, we, we used to always call it Coca-Cola. So that, I again, it was like a year ago, I filmed a before video with the pickups that were in it before, and then I tried to put the pickups in after, and they barely fit, because Carvin pickups, as I found out now, are a little bit narrower than normal humbuckers, of course. Yep. Why make things easy when you can make things more difficult? So I really had to squeeze it in there. I didn't want to go and have it routed and stuff. But for whatever reason, the bridge pickup never wanted to work, unless there's actually something wrong with the bridge pickup, like a faulty bridge pickup. But now I put it all back together. It worked. It worked for a little while. But now the bridge pickup sort of makes weird intermittent dropout kind of sounds. Oh. And I have no idea why. The neck pickup always works. Yeah. 
it's just a bridge pickup. But what I'm getting at with that, so that's the Fishman modern, the Fluence modern pickups, and that guitar is in drop C tuning. And then I have another guitar, my old Jay Maskis Jazzmaster, which is in C standard tuning. Mm -hmm. And then I have another guitar, my Moserite, which is in D standard tuning. I really like drop tunings and low tunings. Yeah. And that's, I need another baritone. I really do. Yes, we need to. Yes. What would be really cool, because yes. hopefully now, finally, my um, aluminium neck guitar is finally going to get going, mm. because the guy who said he was going to build me a body possibly died. What? Yeah. Yeah, right. And someone else took over, and whoever took over is very, very short with answers. Okay. It's like pretty much only yep and nah answers. So I kind of said to them, well, because I have pictures of the body almost finished. Yeah, sure. And I said, well, is a body there? What's going on? And I'll check. And two weeks later, uh, so did you find it? Uh, no. <laughs> That's all the answers I get. Yeah. Um, so I actually just talked to a friend, uh, I think it's David, David at Vander Guitars. Oh, yeah. Is this David? I think it's David. Dave, yeah, I think it is David. Um, and I'm going to send him down. I should have actually already done it. I'm sending down my the neck and stuff. Cool. And he's going to make me a body for it. Yeah, sick. Um, he, he does cool things. He does really cool stuff. So, And I'm kind of glad it'll be him then mm. that I can promote in the videos too. Yeah, cool. So i got to send. I have it all packed up. I'm sending him the pickups and the pick guard and the bridge and everything so he can make it make it fit. <clears throat> and nice. it's a, a swamp ash, roasted swamp ash mm -hmm. body that is going to kind of stain, Delicious. stain a darker color. Okay. And uh, just, uh, I think it's just gun oil. So it's just an oiled finish. Yeah, It'd be cool if you could do like slightly, like a grade stain. Yeah, well, that's kind of what I want. That's yeah, what I said cool. to him, like a grayish kind of stain. That'll look cool with that. I'll even uh, that. Yeah, like a gray, like a gray brown kind of stain. Kind of like um, apocalyptic kind of stuff. Well, I said, I, I showed <laughs> him a photo of my, um, there's my patio table. I take a lot of photos of gear. Whenever mm. you see like a kind of really old weathered looking patio table or wooden table yeah. on Instagram with fo like photos of pedals on it, that's my patio table. And I said to him, kind of like that, just darker. Because I like that sort of, because mm -hmm. it, it has a, a like a, a black um, anodized guard, chrome pickups and an aluminium neck. And I thought that to have a really matte weathered looking yeah. body would look really cool. What I'm getting at with all that is, I reckon uh, aluminium neck bar baritone would be cool. Mm. Well, first I got to see what this aluminium neck is yeah. going to be like, but maybe talk to the guys at um, Bagley Guitars. I think yeah. that's how I pronounce it, Bagley, yeah. who sent who sent me the aluminium neck. Maybe see if we can do a mm, Barry build baritone. It. That would be cool. I'm in. Um, slightly longer scale, you know. And yeah. <clears throat> That'd be groovy. He actually just watched a video the other day, speaking of Bagley, because they kind of, they come out of the same, they work in the same workshop as Jupiter Effects, oh, yeah. Chris Jupiter, and uh, John Brown from Monuments, who has a, a YouTube channel. Some really cool stuff, actually. He does, I mean, he's a chugga chugga dude, mm. but some really interesting playing. And um, uh, he just did a video at 40 Gear Street with Chris Jupiter and his kind of um, sun amp things that he does. Jupiter oh. effects that do amps as well now. Yeah, right. Okay. And they make these kind of, I think it's hundred. I think he's going to make a two hundred watts on now as well. But he makes wow. it is like like the Sun amps. Yeah. That are with KD eighty eights in it, which just go, they just stay clean. But then you, as you turn them up, they just get these kind of overtones and characters, but clean. Uh, and it sounded really really good actually that amp. Um, so they're all kind of together. Maybe I need to do a trip there and visit them all once and get some Jupiter effect stuff. And yeah. annoyingly he's been at Hennings the last two years for gear street. Mm. Um, and I couldn't, neither of us could go the last two years. Well, I mean, we were meant to go last year, but yeah. then it fell, you know, we were both going to go, we but then it kind of fell apart. So hopefully at some stage and meeting those guys would be kind of cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that's hopefully, coming together soon so yeah i gotta just send it down i gotta actually it's all packed up i just gotta get a courier organized to come and pick it up and um send it down to dave and in nice. melbourne um fun what, what were we talking about before all that 
I always get sidetracked. I always go off on tangents. Studio stuff. The studio and on oh, more new stuff. Oh yeah. What are you barking at? What else is What else is there? So we got oh RPS effects. We did the arcade machine. Arcade machine. Yep. Today, that's right up your alley. What were your oh, thoughts? It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's um. I think I might need a little bit more time with it. You do need to kind of hold on and steer it as much as you can because it's a guitar synthesizer kind of thingy. It's an all analog so guitar synth octave kind yeah. of thing. So there's like there's no clean signal, is there? No. It's just all synthesized like distortion-y. With a kind of weird attack sign-up. envelope. Yeah, and a gated back end. Gated back end and love a good gated back end. <laughs> Who doesn't? Um, it's a cool pedal. Yeah. It's it's wild and it's yeah. out it's out there, um, and it's not pristine. It's not clean. It's a noisemaker. It's not a pog. No, it's not a clon. Not a clon. Speaking of, did you see the live? Um, everyone was up in arms about um, Bill Finnegan was doing the live a live stream. Really? He set up a YouTube channel. Yeah. And he was saying he's going to make some announcements and everyone thought, oh, what's happening? What's happening? And then I watched it. It was yesterday, I think. Okay. And all he was saying is he's out, finally out of all his new old stock transistors that it's been using in the cons. Yeah. In the old cons and the KTRs. Okay. And now he's going to use different ones. Okay. That, that was the announcement. Right. Yeah. So what was... What was people's problems with that? No, 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 no. Because it, he, the way he made it, it, he made it sound like, oh, I've got a big announcement and maybe even a, a bit of a surprise as well. Oh, yeah. Um, and the surprise was, it was funny actually because he was talking about, um, he's a really weird dude, eccentric dude. Yeah. And he was in a live stream. It's still up. You can watch it. I mean, you know, afterwards now. But he was talking about this guy. Oh, there was someone told him that this guy who has clone number serial number two. Mm. Put it up on reverb for a ridiculous price, and that was Josh Smith from JHS Pedals. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he showed uh, number one because he said he made 17 in the first run. Yeah. Once he was happy with the clone and he got the enclosure, yeah. he made 17 of them yeah. and he kept number one and sold all the others. Yeah. So Josh Smith ended up with number two. But so he had number one there and he played number one. That was a surprise. But the big, well, people were saying, oh, what's the big announcement going to be? Is he going to, yeah, you know, do something or because he's a quirky dude. But yeah, the big announcement was just he now spent the last three months going through because he ra- finally ran out of, he bought in the 90s, he bought X amount of these old stock transistors. Sure. I think silicon. Okay. I think it's silicon, the, the sure. um, con, yeah. whatever they were, some silicon transistors or something like that, yeah. that made that particular con sound that he was happy with and he bought them. Mm. And he just ran out of them, or he's just about to run out of them. And he spent the last three months trying to find different components and stuff to put into the KTR, the, yeah. which is going to continue, continue to be produced, uh, but with new parts in it. And he had uh, like a... Th- he, he started the whole thing off with he had a, a normal, like an old clone and two KTRs. And he was kind of going between them and saying, look, they sound all sound exactly the same. And he was again saying, you know, there's no need to buy one of those old ones that people spend ridiculous money for because a new one sounds exactly the same. <clears throat> and then he did that and then he talked about the um, the new parts that are going to go in. Yeah. And then he said, and one of them, I'm not telling you which one, but one of those two KTRs has a new part in it. Yeah, right, cool. Um, so, um, and he disabled all commenting and everything on it. So, oh, yeah. Because yeah. people will go nuts on that. Because, yeah, we were talking, it was, we were actually just talking with Rob about it because Rob is one of the first-run KTRs and I have one of the first-run KTRs. And they go for about a 1000 bucks now. Mm. Um, and he was saying, oh, so I wonder if after this, all oh, the price is going to come down. Is he going to announce something that he's going to do a super cheap thing or, you know, go... Him and K-Line are getting together to make the, a cheap clone or, you know, something like that. But I think, if anything, the prices of the old KTRs is going to go up even more. Yeah. Because so, they have the new bits in it, which probably sound exactly the same as the new bits. I'm sure they do. But people are, in their own minds, yeah. will think, no, 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 the old one sounds way better. And um, maybe in his mind, if his full electronics nerd... Changing something like that is a big deal. 
Probably is. And he was saying he had to change a whole bunch of other parts in it as sure. well to, to, to yeah, sort of work it. with it. Yeah, right. And it, <clears throat> I guess changing the recipe of something such icon, so, so iconic is kind of a big deal to yeah. the guy who invented it. Yeah. So... It's, I still find it funny, though. Like, I find it really amazing that guys like him... And, I mean, I'm sure he's not living it up, and you know, making, you know, kill a living out of this stuff. And, I mean, the thing is, he actually doesn't really see the... He doesn't reap the rewards mm. of the clone insanity because it's all the second-hand market. Yes. Although, I think he still makes... I think he even has his own uh, eBay shop uh. where he puts... He makes clones in the old enclosure every once in a while. Yeah. And sells them, um, and they you know go for a ridiculous amount of money, but um, <clears throat> um, but that's but I still find it interesting that guys like him, yeah, and guys like Paul Cochran, yeah. and um, oh not Paul Cochran, um, who's a Timmy guy, yeah, is it Paul Cochran? Yeah, yeah Paul Cochran, um, uh, uh, and you know there's An- a analog man and stuff. Analog well, analog man does more than more stuff, but yeah, the Timmy guy just does the Timmy. Yeah. Um, uh, Bill Finnegan just does a clone KTR. Like, that they kind of get by and make a living out of just doing one thing because it's gotten so incredibly iconic. Because, mm. I mean, that's the other thing. Like, a Timmy, I've been on a waiting list um, at Deluxe Guitars. Yeah. You know, you go to Deluxe Guitars, a shop here in, in Australia. You go to the website and you want to buy something and they go, we're out of stock. Sign up here and you go on a waiting list and we notify you when there's one in stock. Mm. I reckon I've been on the waiting list for like four or five years yeah. for a Timmy because second-hand they go stupid prices as well. Mm. Um, and, I mean, we've had some uh, interesting email talks with him. Uh, he's an interesting guy, but anyway, mm-hmm. that's a different story. But I said to him as well, um, and, I mean, that's the thing, you know, he's one of those guys who... And I mean, who who cares? He's one of those guys who complains about people like us doing videos of K-line versions of his pedal. Mm. Yet at the same time, you know, like I've been on a waiting list for almost five, I reckon at least five years, let's say, you know, sure. maybe four years yeah. to get a Timmy. Like, what are you meant to do? Yeah, it's not available. Just not available. I mean... Um, I mean, I can understand, uh, and same with Analog Man and stuff like that. You go on a waiting list. And, and, <clears throat> and that's what I keep saying also with the whole, you know, budget K-Line stuff. Yeah. Is f- me personally, I see it as a gateway thing. Mm. I see it as a, I've, you know, a, a, a king of tone, you know. I went on a waiting list. The waiting list is like four or five years now as well. Mm. Um, I'll wait for, for it. But while I wait for it, I'm going to buy a cheap clone of it to see if I like it yeah, and use that. And then when a proper one comes, I'll use a proper one. Happy days. Because, um, you know, in the end, we are the way humans are. We will like the proper one better than the clone, even though the clone is probably exactly the same. But you see the proper one in front of you and it just gives you joy and it makes you more excited about it mm. than a $50 clone. You know, so anyway, that's just my opinion on that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, yeah, cool. What were we talking about again? Uh, we move, keep going move, off on move the studio. <laughs> we keep going off on tangents. On oh, no, our pedals that came, new pedals that came. Yeah. Uh, another quickly, another thing I just did was I think that's coming out tonight. So this will be before this podcast is out. Um, I've started. I contacted the guys from uh, Nambrini Audio mm. in Italy, uh, and they. Uh, gave me a copy of the new Bogner amp that they just released, the Ecstasy. Oh, that's BG a, Ecstasy. That's another thing we talk about over lunch. Oh, that's I'd love to get an actual Ecstasy. I think there's one in Brisbane. Yeah, I know for like four and a half thousand dollars or whatever it is. Four one. Okay, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I was way off. Um, Bargain. Uh, well, didn't Chris have one, Stevenson? I think he had one or has one. Next is Ecstasy. Ecstasy. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm not sure. I think that's the amp he always wanted because that's um, Lukather uses them. Yeah, he? probably. So that's the Lukather amp, and I think that's Chris is a big Lukather fan. Yeah, um, fair enough. Uh, and I mean, dude, I I really think that's that is my kind of amp. Yeah, because I love the Ecstasy pedals. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, I saw a video of that um 
Membrini Ecstasy Amp, like a short video, and I thought, oh, that sounds good. And then I actually after that, I tried out the Bogner Ecstasy, which I never tried before, on in Amplitude. Mm. And I went, oh, I like that. Um, yeah, it's cool. Eh? And, that sounds... and it's, I think it's an amp. That's that would be right up my alley. That kind of amp. Mm. That's right. It's that kind of super modded Marshall, but still with a good clean sound as well. Yep. Um, Hmm. And just beautiful overtones and stuff. I have to start saving. Oh, gee, for second-hand $4,000 amp. Yeah, but that that's the kind of amp you pass down to your grandchildren kind of stuff. You know, it's not... I guess. It's not a little... <coughs> well, that's a serious amp. That's a very serious amp. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, that's the kind of thing that will become, like, the future of whatever it is now that you look at, like... Um, Plexi and... 50 tweeds and... Yeah. Yeah. It's so yeah, still stuff. at the same time thinking, spending four grand on an amp, yeah. five grand on an amp. The thing is, like, it's like, a lot of money. Like I mentioned before, like with high end stuff, you get that amp and then you don't need. Oh, you don't need any. Yeah, a few other little yeah. things yeah. you can actually like. Maybe you should get rid of my Origin after that. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a very good legitimate op- option be. to do that. Yeah, um, totally. So, like, they do cover. Bases. A huge range, not just. With, I mean, all the switches on it as well, where you can get it to be that vintage sound, and you can have the modern sound mm. all in one go. So, yeah, that we must. Yeah. Anyway, so there'll be a video of that. But the video coming out tonight is uh, all their free stuff. Now, I never quite. I, I knew. Um, I did a video, and I actually still have to do that video. But I did a video ages ago. Um, uh, Exonic mm. uh, do this interface for like iPads and stuff like that. Uh, and I did a video with that and um, a bunch of things. And um, the guys from Exonic actually gave me um, iTunes store vouchers for some pla- for some apps um, on the iPad. So I got an Eventide, I think the Mangled Verb. That's they right, gave yeah. me a voucher for that. And the Nimbrini Soldano mm. amp. Uh, and actually, the iPad version, sounds it sounds really good, actually. Yeah. I'm still meant to do a video of it, and eventually I will do a video of it. Um, so that's the only place a new Nembrini from was from the iPad app. Okay. Um, but yeah, you go to Nembrini to the website, the free stuff is really good. They've got an amp called, uh, a free amp called the Crunk V2, C-R-U-N-C-K, Crunk yeah. version two, which is a single channel amp, but great from clean to like heavy, dirty and kind of everything in between. Okay. With a built-in IR, which actually sounds really good. Sweet. They have a free uh, 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 Tube Screamer style overdrive plug-in, mm-hmm. which sounded great, which actually sounds really good with that amp to push into the Chugga Chugga world. They have a Clon plug-in that's free, yeah, which cool. also sounds really good. They have a delay rack, which mm-hmm. sounds great. Good stereo effects, good sounding. Um, they had a noise gate, which when I turned it on, the noise went away and it sounded good. So like gated the noise, eh? Gated the noise. Wow. They have a chorus, which sounds like a chorus. <laughs> um, they have a bunch of free. Yeah. Check it out, because. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna check it. Too. Yeah, um, that video is coming out tonight. Yeah. Um, with all the free stuff, I was really quite impressed by how good it sounds, and the Bogner sounds great. But again, I think I, I think eventually in my life I will need a Bogner ecstasy. Yeah. Mate, uh, what you need? Sell yeah. one of my children. Yeah, Jesus amp. A Jesus amp. Yeah, that one. Oh, that one. Yeah. Oh, Jesus will return. There's a sticker on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Who doesn't? Um, yeah. So that's coming up. Uh, and other stuff I don't even remember. Oh, and we're about to. Um, this is the uh, first announcement. If you made it this far into the podcast, we're just about to hit twenty thousand subscribers on YouTube. And together with Dreadbox, we're actually going to do a giveaway. When we hit 20,000. Damn straight. <coughs> yeah, because so, they're cool and cool. They're really awesome people, the guys at Dreadbox. Yeah. Uh, actually, there's a video of the new reverb coming up soon as well. We've got to do that. We've mm. got to film that. Yep. Um, and some more Mera stuff coming up as well. The Hydra, the Enzo. Yeah, some cool stuff coming. There's a few more cool things that I need to learn how to use. Also, yes. Um, and the Headrush looper, looper board that's been that we had for like a year or so now, and I still got to work out how to use it. Okay, I got to sit down. There's one of the things is you need to kind of make a day to sit down and really work out how to use it. Yeah, I had like a go for about half an hour and got confused and yeah. 
Didn't um, seem very intuitive. To- uh, well, we'll see what happens. They just released a new small version of the Headrush as well, like mm. an even smaller version. Yeah. Um, so that's all coming up. Lots of stuff. Hopefully, podcast again soon. Um, thank yep. you to all you people who are listening. Ideally. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we're just about an hour, are we? Probably. Yeah, we just hit an hour and thirty-two seconds. Yeah. So, um, may as well call it a day now. So, thank you so much for listening. Um, thanks, Alex. Thank you, Lastman. Thank you, Ball Boys. Poor boys, queen. Um, yep. Uh, yeah. Thanks, um, Daisy. Thank you to everyone who made it to the end. Uh, hmm. What's the word for today? We, I don't think we did that last time, but we used to do that every once in a while. The, the word uh, for today is bogner. 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 Sure. <laughs> um, uh, so if you made it this far, um, on send us a uh, send us a message or. On the um, the thumbnail for this podcast on Instagram or so, just write Bogner mm. and you'll get some uh, emoji cookies. Yes. Yes. Chop chip emoji cookies. Chop chip emoji cookies. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. Uh, sorry about the irregularity now of the podcast, mm. but it's just, yeah, time is always an issue um, to find a yeah. time to sit for an hour and do this. That's cool. We're, we're trying. Um, yeah, thanks for hanging. Um, hope you're doing well in the world. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing the photos of where you are when you uh, listen yeah, to this. Please, please do send us some stuff. It's always interesting to know uh, fun, yeah. where you people are and what you do. And, you know, it's, it's nice to know that there's people who actually kind of somehow care, somewhat <laughs> care anyway. Yeah. And on that note, thanks, folks. See you next one. See you.